know why I can simp over my friends so much, but I can't simp in a relationship. Oh my god. We will dive into our latest issue, Remedy, talk about its contents, how it came to life, and what we have learned from it. For starters, since it is our very first episode ever, how about we start by introducing ourselves? Yes. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. I'm Alice. I am a civil engineering student at UTS, and I'm a textbook Libra, and that's pr- pretty versatile with the <laughs> vibes. <laughs> Um, mostly positive vibes and yeah keeping things pretty sweet love that and I'm Savin a spicy Aries and a proud bunny mama (laughs) Um, I'm here to remind you that nothing is that serious so get that chili tattoo on your hip like I did Alice and I will be your official hosts of the Vertigo podcast in 2021 and we'll be representing our editorial team who you will hopefully become more familiar with as the year progresses. Um, On our designing team, we have the very talented Rachel, Catherine, Tara and Hannah and for all the written content in Vertigo, our editors include myself, Alice, Angela, Erin and Marley. So we are very excited to bring sweet and spicy content and keep things interesting for you all on campus this year. This podcast is going to go hand in hand with each of our published volumes. Um, We'll be sorting through our content, talking about the best bits and bringing you the tea behind the scenes. So yeah, how are you going, Alice? How not, was your day today? Not too bad. I just quit my job. Oh my god! <laughs> it was my last day today. Um, I'm a new woman, basically. Yeah. But it was kind of sad to leave the people that I liked behind. Yeah. Um, and then I came here. You've yes. been up. We've both been up very early. Yeah, today. early birds. Been working behind the scenes. We did have some technological issues before, which we had to sort through, but we've got our coffees now, so it's all good to go and we're rolling. We were meant to start at 1. Yeah, and it's like 3 p.m., so we're a bit behind, (laughs) (laughs) but we're on top of things now and things are on track. Yeah, I'm very excited about getting into things and talking about Vertigo. (laughs) Yeah, let's bring you guys back to last year, actually, when this whole campaign went down. Just to give you a little background on Vertigo, if you guys don't know much about it, it is the UTS magazine. Um, It's run by students, so everyone on the team is a current student, and we try our best to um, get submissions from across all the faculties and, yeah, give you guys some great content. Each year, usually there are teams competing to be the editorial team for next year. And for the past few years, actually, there haven't been much competition. There's only been, like, a yeah. few teams. Our friends from the 2020 team mm-hmm. didn't campaign, but we had to campaign against three yeah. other teams. It was quite interesting. It was chaotic, <laughs> <laughs> um, especially with, like, all the new COVID restrictions. We couldn't yeah. hand things out, a lot yeah. of drama. For sure. um, A lot of rules and regulations. For those of you that were wondering, we were Vertigo Unveiled 2020 (laughs) represent. Um, Feels like such a long time ago now. But 
I think it's only been a few months. So yeah. we basically got voted in democracy. Yay. Yeah. And then the handover happened where the 2020 team actually passed their roles onto us. Mm-hmm. And that was a lot of logistics and admin work. Showed us the ropes. Exactly. And then obviously just some more behind the scenes work with the student association and getting that sorted. Um, AKA the SA. Essay, yes. Might come up for those of you who don't know the essay. They're the students' association of UTS, and they do a lot of um, yeah programs. Yeah, they support students. They have the free legal service team. Yeah, so it's a great resource, and they obviously support us as well. Yeah. So we they got be, our back. <laughs> we might be mentioning them a bit throughout the series, just yeah. like as essay, just popping them in. So if you're wondering what we mean by essay we mean yeah. the student association exactly and i guess we had a bit of a summer break but it wasn't really a break because we, we were working on remedy who is a break <laughs> <laughs> what is a break <laughs> i think we're all kind of workaholics uh, yeah. from what i've like witnessed in meetings and stuff so definitely. we definitely didn't get much of a break but at least we had fun. We did. So we were working on bringing Remedy to you guys, which you would have seen on shelves when uni started. Um, They're kind of gone now. They are. They were very popular, yeah. which we were really happy to see. Um, we got a lot of positive feedback. Yeah. The cover was, looks very sexy. It Thank you, done, Catherine. Yes, <laughs> it was done by our Shout very out. own designer, Catherine. Yeah. Um, so what's new about Vertigo? What's new about our team? Yeah, so I guess one of the key messages from our campaign was that we were trying to be more across the faculties mm. and try and get more students involved in Vertigo that weren't just purely from the communications mm. or design faculty because mm. what tends to happen with student magazines is usually the communication students and the design students are only the ones that are more interested yeah. in it and submitted submitting work however we just want everyone across the faculties to contribute yeah. that way we can have kind of an equal voice in the content we put out and we have two STEM students on the team this year. That's myself and Marley. Woo. The first STEM student, I think, was Krishma from the 2020 team. So yep. she's the OG. <laughs> and something that's also new about yeah. Vertigo is that we have a new quota to reach for every issue. Exactly. So basically, we have to make sure that 35% of our content that we produce or publish have something to do with um, UTS student issues, basically. So you can expect to pick up copies in Vertigo and definitely see at least, well, less than half, but mostly a third. A third. <laughs> I'm not very good at maths. This is why I'm not a STEM student. <laughs> not my strongest point. Um, but yeah, you'll be seeing a lot more student issues covered in Vertigo. And obviously the podcast. Yeah. The podcast is very new. It was it was a bit of a struggle to get that 35% in Remedy, but we, mm. we got there in the end. We got there in the end. Yeah. Um, we were worried about Remedy because it was during the holiday period yeah. where people were 
not going away because mm. of COVID, but they were on break and Christmas and New Year's was happening. But luckily we pulled through and we're really, really proud of what we've done with um, Remedy. If you haven't had a chance to pick up an issue and they've all run out, that's okay. You can actually get them um, online as well. So have a read. On issue. On issue, the yeah. The link is in our bio on yeah. Instagram. Make sure you're following us. Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? Hello, (laughs) pause this right now and go follow us. (laughs) Um, So that's like a good way to segue into Remedy. Yeah. We'll just talk briefly about what Remedy is, the whole theme surrounding it, why we chose to do Remedy as the first issue um, and kind of talk about 2020 as well down the track. I, I would actually like to, if this is okay, I would like to read out what we wrote down for as we presented the theme remedy to the essay as in like this is what our first volume is going to be about. Mm. So this is how we described it. So for those of you listening, bear with me. Okay. Remedy. A confrontation with all that was endured in 2020. Remedy opens conversations about how one intends to heal themselves or how we may restore ourselves as a society. What is the remedy that can alleviate the struggle? The remedy that can restore the time lost? How will the disconnectedness between personal and universal entities reconcile? This theme has nostalgic and hopeful connotations that aim to provoke the next step towards progression, a reawakening to the post-COVID reality. Whether it is an alarming experience or a reassuring one, it would be a therapeutic necessity. We will discuss how we will become more resilient to the COVID-induced changes next year through Remedy. Well, this year, 2021. 2021. And we will take what we had to learn the hard way this year and shape the future with an anticipatory capacity (laughs) to be better. It's an introspective deep dive into us, the remedial generation. I love that. I thought that was very beautiful. Yeah. And like, I'm honestly really proud of Remedy and how it's come to be. And all the pieces in Remedy, Mm. I think, really reflect on that theme. I really liked just like the hopeful vibes, the positive Mm. energy. Like even it's like acknowledging all the shitty things that happened. But yeah, exactly. Taking a step forward rather than staying there. Yeah, I guess yeah. before we deep dive into that, yeah, I just want to kind of go through our personal timelines and Ooh. how lockdown was for us. We mm-hmm. can be a bit more introspective <laughs> um, now and kind of look back. But uh, if I go ahead and I'll start. Yeah, but go Personally, I think 2020 um, was a bit of a blur for me and a lot changed for me in terms of me moving back home to live my with my parents mm-hmm. and I was with them for four months, four to five months, I think. And that was quite a big change for me because I've been living out of home since like 2017. Mm-hmm. So going back into that family <laughs> dynamic was really different. So it was just a lot of work and uni work and it kind of went past pretty quickly in lockdown and then when I came back to Sydney um, everything was slow again because nothing was really opened up Um, but yeah what did you get up to in lockdown Alice and what's one memory from 2020 that lives rent free in your head oh my god (laughs) there's a few but um, I don't know last year I think the one thing I remember about last year the most actually is how much of a strong start it was for me like 
I remember for the first like three months from January mm. to March, I was like, wow, this is going to be my year. And I felt like everyone felt that way. No, for sure. Actually, can yeah. I add to that? Yeah. <laughs> I was, this is so funny looking back now, but I had actually started the one second a day videos and I was doing so well. I captured January, February, and then towards the middle point of March mm. when everything was going down. That's when I was like, okay, <laughs> maybe this year isn't going to be the year for me and yeah that's when things started to get mm. more hectic but definitely I think I agree with like yeah. 2020 having a strong start but you know <laughs> it kind of went into Cause chaos because it, it was a new decade and everything and I and I made because I make new year's resolutions and usually mm. I actually do um, achieve them yeah so when I made my new Libra uh, yes. organized <laughs> but um when I made my New Year's resolutions for 2020, well, I was an executive for Engineers Without Borders last year, and I really wanted to make a good year with that, and I wanted to work on, like, personal stuff, mm. and it was all going so well, like, the best ever for, like, the three months, mm. you know? And then the universe was like, psych! Yeah, literally! <laughs> no more! <laughs> and, um... But, like, it went by so slow, but so fast as well. I was actually talking about this with my friend literally last night. But we were talking mm. about how... Because I'm in fourth year, she's in fourth year. Mm. And we were talking about how we still felt like we were in second year. Because third year hardly existed yeah. for us. I mean, it was... Everything was virtual and online. Yeah, there was no like campus life. I didn't like a uni student. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't even remember if I learned anything. <laughs> yeah, that, um, yeah yeah your memories kind of shut off that part yeah it was more learning about the world I felt like um COVID was very telling about a lot of things in society mm. and stuff so there was a lot of thinking that went on yeah. a lot, a of, lot of reflecting yeah. a lot of free time to sit yeah. with your thoughts which and was a good thing and a bad thing yeah, definitely both and was it more good for you or bad for you? Um, I think it was good in some aspects. For example, um, I realised that FOMO, because I get a lot of FOMO in general, <laughs> as an Aries who likes to party, <laughs> if I miss out on an event, it's like the end of the world for me. And I guess COVID and that whole lockdown period made me reflect on the concept of FOMO. And I was like, hang on. I'm not missing out on life if I miss out on one event. And it kind of made me reflect on, yeah, just FOMO in general and, you know, not being able to do 50 things at once and being okay with that. And mm. I can't be at every event or doing everything. And I think with social media as well, it's really hard. But because everyone was in lockdown and there was this, like, community aspect of it in a weird yeah. way it kind of helped me out with that and as I said I spent a lot of time with my family which was really good I'm always grateful for having to mm. spend time with them but I guess it was boring as well <laughs> well I'm happy for you for that FOMO revelation but yeah. I'm experiencing mad FOMO for missing out on great buying tickets oh Oh, yeah, guys, we have an end-of-year trip planned to go to Grapevine. I'm coming anyway. If you, if yeah. any of you are selling, yeah, <laughs> Hit her up and hit up Angela as well. Yeah. Someone else on our editorial team yeah. missed out. But it's okay. We can make you jump the fence. Yeah. And for legal reasons, I did not say that. I could get a media pass or something. Yeah. <laughs> Perks. Um, 
Um, I guess, yeah, we can talk about 2020 a bit more. Mm. Um, we can talk about the timeline in general for the world. I know in Australia, we started with bushfires, yeah. which was really scary. And I guess we got our masks out back then and we didn't put them away and we still <laughs> haven't put them away. Um, and then, yeah, after the bushfires, the world was um, declared to be in a pandemic mm-hmm. with COVID and then lockdown happened. Yeah. Um, and towards the middle of the year, um, there were unarmed killing of black people. So George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, um, and this kind of um, started up the Black Lives Matter movement on social media again. And people started saying fuck you to the system and police <laughs> brutality. Um, and it was great to see allyship as well during that time. Yeah, to be honest, like even though the pandemic was obviously super, super impactful on my life, mm-hmm. I think BLM probably mentally um, impacted me the most because it really made me reconsider a lot of things mm-hmm. that I thought I had thought over but didn't really, like, like yeah. acknowledging my own like model minority privilege I learned so much during that time just the amount of content I was consuming and straight after um the protests I was trying to read more books to Mm. educate myself and I think that was a really great time for me to have time to myself and um I guess yeah find out more about the movement and learn more yeah and um it also made me like reevaluate my friendships well actually yes. I have one like one of my closest friends she was doing that but I was also doing that yes because I was like I don't know there are, I do have some friends who they're not they're obviously not racist but they're just complacent and I'm like do I have yeah. room for this in my life no I really tolerance. don't it's too exhausting it gets really exhausting yeah um as flex mommy says yeah. they could just google they could just teach themselves but they choose to be complacent as you said and not take that initiative to educate themselves or even give others the opportunity to educate them like some people were getting so offended I actually had a similar case and I actually cut out a friend (laughs) over it so yes spilling the tea right now but um no regrets yeah Yeah. like Mm. I want to have friends that just get it yeah and I don't know if you saw that meme it's Mm. it was pretty like popular and it was floating around and it was like you can disagree about pizza toppings but when it comes to like politics and human rights issues and racism like it's not a topic where you can be like oh yeah oh no do you know what I mean like I guess another big part of that whole well 2020 as a whole Everyone was having existential panic and dread. It was super <laughs> bizarre. It was. People were spiraling, but it wasn't like yeah, for sure. One hour spiral. It was yeah. like one month. Even more. Even I think more. I'm still spiraling. <laughs> I haven't stopped, honestly. Um, and there were quite a few trends going on, and I've got a list of a few trends that I noticed, so I'm just going to go through them. So, first of all, the rise of TikTok and just, like, how popular it became, because people just had nothing better to do than scroll through, like... And make TikToks. And making TikToks, yeah. Did you make any? 
Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> I made some about my rabbit. <laughs> um, but shout out to Mocha. Shout out to Mocha, my baby. <laughs> um, and there was that pain of having classes over Zoom. And when I say that, I acknowledge that we're really privileged to be um, having the opportunity to have education. But the fact that we had to study over Zoom and it was yeah. so difficult as a student. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I low-key gave up. I don't know. I still did well-ish in, in my subjects, mm. but I think that's also because the staff also were like over it. Yeah. The, the subject coordinators themselves were like, you know what? Everyone was confused. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Like everyone's taking the L here. Literally. Let's just get through it. Yeah, nobody was behind. spared, yeah. <laughs> basically. Um, there was a lot of wearing PJs or no pants f- from, like, working at home. Mm. I know I was working from home full-time, so mm. I would literally just wear my PJs and I did not care. Um, we learnt the art of washing hands. <laughs> the whole 20 seconds at 20. least. I think it's like singing happy birthday twice or something. Oh, my God. Yeah, from what I heard. Um, and then our obsession with baking banana bread, like... I actually, I never baked banana bread or anything. I did. But, <laughs> trust. <laughs> but, I like, I never liked banana bread growing up. Not in, like, I didn't hate it, but if I'm, like, at a cafe, I'd rather have a yeah. ham and cheese toasty or something. Oh, interesting. Over, like, banana bread. It was always just, like, the least I mean, yummy it's, option to yeah. me. But then in 2020, I don't know if it's because people started making banana bread, but I was like, one time I was like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll have order. <laughs> and it was the best thing I've ever t- tasted. And now it's one of my favorite foods. There you go. Yeah. So I think Alice found her love for banana bread. Yeah. <laughs> Literally obsessed. Um, it kind of got out of hand as well. And then people started making their own sourdough bread. And I just, I think yeah. I was a hater because I'm not very talented when it mm. comes to like baking. I can make cake, but when it comes to to like making sourdough and bread from scratch like I'm gonna tap out on I'm that better one at like cooking than baking yeah same there was also um that coffee oh on TikTok the yeah. really fluffy yeah, one I've forgotten what it's called but I definitely do remember also do you remember Tiger King I didn't watch it I tried to watch it actually Molly and it I tried is to ridiculous. watch it what's like two episodes and we were like okay we're over this yeah it was <laughs> I watched a bit of it and I don't know it was definitely an interesting show I really don't know how to describe it the characters were really bizarre I still can't believe like that whole event took place yeah. and there's just so much mystery surrounding it I'm like is this set up conspiracy mm. theory they're all paid actors no <laughs> But Netflix probably, all like streaming services mm. probably took a peak last year. Yeah, and um, Sally Rooney's Normal People was going oh, off. Yeah. And I've, I've had mixed reviews about that. Yeah, I haven't. I loved it personally. Oh. I found it heartbreaking. Oh. Um, it was really raw. Mm. Like, it does capture relationships breaking down in a really, I guess, authentic way. Yeah. And I really resonated with it, and I really liked it. However, I haven't read the book yet, but I do have it on my shelf. So I kind of want to read the book before I decide whether it's a good piece of um, yeah, culture. <laughs> I don't know what 
to college. I actually got into reading in during yeah. the pandemic because, like, you know, when like every year I'm like I'm gonna read more, I'm gonna read more, and I don't end up doing it because I'm just so busy. Yeah. But that's I, I can it. relate to that. I think when I got to uni, I was like, nah. All these uni readings have turned off my love for reading in general, but I'm. <laughs> I've decided to get back into it. Actually, it's my goal this year to read at least two books a month. And so far, I've only read one book. So <laughs> That's not bad. It's not bad. Um, I'll try not to beat myself up for it, but I'm still going to try and get through two books a month. Um, well, you can count Remedy true. as one because we've read that a million times. Oh, my God. The yeah. proofing stage. That yeah. was a lot. Um, I guess we can go about talking about the magazine now. Yeah, so of course. I mean, it's the best bit. It's yeah. honestly sexy. It's beautiful. Yeah, all the good stuff. Super proud of it. I, I just can't with the talent of yeah. our designers. Yeah, shout out to our designers. I don't know how they do it, but they just have an eye for design and they just knew how to design every single piece amazingly. So, yeah. I'm even more excited about the next issues because yeah. if they can do this. Stay tuned to the end to find out what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess we can talk about the common themes that we saw yeah. in the submissions. Um, so, basically, a common theme that I witnessed mm. in a lot of our submissions was in regards to lessons learnt from 2020. There was a lot of information about healing from trauma or just bad experiences. Yeah. Um, there were a few pieces like Jaylan's piece and James' piece speaking about how we took things for granted or yeah. how... Yeah, I guess in lockdown, we realized the small things like, you know, physical interaction. I actually love that about a lot of the pieces. Mm. Um, there were a lot of just like saying how things sucked, but also just appreciating what we do have, though, the privilege yeah. that we do have, the things we do get to enjoy. I think that was one of the main good things about Remedy. It was just going, yeah, it sucked, but wow like we're actually yeah. so privileged yeah <laughs> and, and we, kind of reflecting and being grateful because like just taking because we had the time to just think about things and be grateful for what we have yeah since we got some of it taken away yeah, yeah. we did and I guess that was kind of a reality check for all of us mm. to be like wow we really should appreciate what we have yeah 2020 in the moment seemed really slow mm. but when I look back, I was like, when did... It was a it blip. It was a blur. Went it was by. a blur. Exactly. I think I lost some of my memory in 2020. <laughs> I swear to God, I can't, I like, trace back. I definitely experienced brain damage. Yeah, <laughs> of some sort. I try not to um, measure my self-worth on my productivity. Yeah. And That's I funny you say that because I struggle with that a lot. Yeah, me too. But I, I'm yeah. trying. <laughs> yeah, you're trying. That's what matters. Yeah. And actually, I brought that up with my therapist yesterday. And this is such a off-the-tangent topic. But yeah, um, I brought it up with my therapist. And I was like, I have so much on my plate. I'm so overwhelmed. Like, I'm doing 50 things at once. Mm -hmm. I'm juggling, like, three casual jobs. I'm doing vertigo. And I have a 
full load of uni yeah. and she was like why are you doing this and I was like oh yeah true like why am I doing this but I think because of capitalism and just how society is we don't feel validated or good enough unless we're doing something and that yeah. comes down to that idea of toxic productivity and, and like and the rat yeah. race and you don't want to feel behind you don't want to feel yeah exactly because I've always felt like shit if someone that I haven't seen in a while were like, okay, so like, what's doing, like, what are you doing with your life? Yeah. You know, like someone from high what's school. What's the updates? Yeah. yeah. And then I'll be like, oh, just like work and uni. And if I ever said that, I'd be like, fuck, I'm so boring. Yeah. I need to be doing other stuff. Which is not doing... true because yeah. even work and uni is a lot. If it's you a think lot. about it. It is a lot. Like that should be fine. Yeah. But um, thankfully I've, I have been working on that mindset and mm. now I'm still a busy person, but I'm busy with things that I love. Yeah. So it's okay. It's a healthy busy. It's I a hope. Healthy busy. I hope so too. I'll keep a tab on this. Yeah. <laughs> we'll discuss we'll, later. We'll update each other. Yeah. I guess we can talk about the team submissions as well. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you about your poem because right. it was a beautiful piece. Did you want to explain what it was about and, yeah, honestly, what inspired you? Honestly, I, with poetry, I kind of just word vomit and then, and then brush up on, like, how good it sounds afterwards. <laughs> but basically, it's called Gentle Solace. It's somewhere in the middle. I'm actually trying to find it now because I'm like, what Locate did I even write? Locate the page. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what did I even write? Because I, I hate reading my own work afterwards. It's just yeah. like tortured artist thing <laughs> yes basically you're yeah. your worst critic yeah um because with the theme of remedy I think I wanted to touch on about being grateful the thing I'm most proud of in my life is probably my friends yeah because I'm just, sometimes I'm just like how did I get here. so lucky how did I get so lucky like I you know when you that. look at look at your significant other and like that's me with all my friends guys she's a true Libra she just yeah. loves people I I just simp like constantly at, over like my friends in a yeah, yeah. completely platonic but like low-key not way <laughs> I mean love your friends yeah, I think that should be friends. normalized yeah. love your friends hype them up hype them up give them big fat hugs yeah and like I felt like that really got me through COVID and lockdown mm. as well because I just never had to I've never really had friendship drama since high school but like yeah I'll always hear about other people's, other people's dramas and like group breakups and things like that and I'm just like mm. you're like yikes can't, can't relate. relate literally yeah. and um so that's why I'm just in the actual poem it's like sounds a lot more dramatic but it kind of touches on like um you know, that grind culture that I'm part of and how that stresses me out and being on the screen, consuming mm. um, social media social media, yeah. and that kind of content. And then... It's kind of like an addiction. Yeah, and just like... And all of those things building up and all of my internal um, issues building up. And amongst all of that, like, I just feel like I find gentle solace within my friends. And then that's why the last line is my hands stay warm for only you my friend mm. yeah as in like I I'm like whatever mindset I'm in because mm. last year I did go through some dips with mm -hmm. mental health and um but even in those dips like if I went to see with my friend see my friends and stuff it would just it would be like a pause in yeah. that dark moment it would be like a little light that's beautiful yeah, yeah. or like
like just you know um a calming moment mm. amongst all like the busy busy grind grind yeah yeah human connection is so important yeah i also prioritize my friends a lot yeah. i'm like obsessed with like seeing them all the time so i totally relate to that and i think it's because we're both extroverts from what i can tell um i'm i'm introvert and extrovert so ambivert yeah that was my Tumblr name back in the day, Amberverted. <laughs> I don't know why I can simp over my friends so much, but I can't simp in a relationship. Oh my god, I think I relate to that so much. I'm like, I can't like fall in love, but I'm like in no. love with my friends. Guys, I'm forever emotionally unavailable, unavailable? to men. Oh my god, same. Um, I think it's an issue for me, actually, yeah. a true issue. Yeah, we'll but t- we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> I don't want to burden you. <laughs> what but about yeah. you? What about your piece? Yeah. So I also three, six, did a five overcast. Or should three, I say three five six? Yes, guys. <laughs> I told you I'm not good with numbers. <laughs> I initially titled it three five six days instead yeah. of three hundred and sixty five <laughs> days, and one of the editors picked it up and they were like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> And I was like, no, I don't know numbers. Um, but yeah, my piece is also a poem and I guess it explores the chaoticness and the inconsistencies of having a bad year. So I wouldn't say necessarily last year was like all terrible. It was pretty inconsistent in that I would have my bad days, but then I would have my good days. But for me, 2020 was uncertain and I'm sure most people can relate to that and through my poem I've kind of I've kind of explored the idea of being okay with not being okay because I think I was telling you this last week um sometimes I feel guilty for being sad like I almost have to be happy all the time and I don't cut myself slack when I'm having my down days so this poem kind of is me accepting that having bad days is okay. Yeah. And I think a large part of why I feel like that is the way I was raised and, you know, always having to um, be positive and happy. But as I've grown up and become my own self, I've accepted that unhappiness and having bad days is part of life. Um, there's a verse in the poem that stands out to me and I want to explain it a little bit more. So it goes like waking up on the wrong side a day after the downpour, but letting go, making friends with the rain. I tried to say that poetically and it did not come out poetically. No, that was beautiful. (laughs) Um, So... Yeah, as I said, I'm all, I have always been someone who feels guilty when I'm sad and this line is basically saying that you're waking up from a downpour or snapping out of a breakdown but letting go and making friends with the rain or my sadness basically. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much what the poem is and then it has more context into like chaos and yeah. misfortune and... Um, it kind of explores life in isolation, you know, saying goodbyes through a window and yeah. like, yeah. I guess we can talk about our amazing pieces by the, our contributors in the magazine. To start off with the Queen, Anna Zhu. She wrote two pieces actually, Simple Things and Misplaced Optimisms. Yes. Have you read them? Of course you have. Of we all course. have. We've all we, read them we've many all, times. We've all gone through them. Um, 
So misplaced optimisms is about racism. Yeah. Amazu is Asian and she talks about her experiences with racism towards mm-hmm. her and her family and basically they just got verbally ab- abused in public mm. and it was very like overt racism yeah. and um pretty traumatic she was stuff. very confronted by it yeah. and i thought it was a beautiful piece like the way she wrote written. it yeah yeah she's a queen you guys a wordsmith yeah shout out yeah <laughs> again basically she talks she breaks down racism and talks about systemic racism how like just individual um like just calling out the individualism enough like it's in our systems and stuff yeah and we kind of have to uproot and go to like yeah. the main areas or the causes yeah. of it to get rid of it and she also talks about but she ends off beautifully um about being optimistic about the whole thing mm-hmm. she told her brother she was writing she was going to write the piece and she was going to mention him and stuff and he was and he was smiling and she was like why are you smiling he's like no reason and just like being optimistic and um one of the quotes that really hit me from her piece was truly meaningful progress does not advance down one trajectory Mm. so being optimistic in itself i mean this is just you should read the piece like this is your interpretation yeah we're just giving the surface with um how articulate and in-depth it goes Mm. but um very relatable I don't know I just found it very relatable I actually went through um something pretty traumatic with my family Mm. um because like my family's also Asian we were dealt with overt racism in our neighborhood and I remember like um Anna submitted her piece and you guys are like Alice maybe you shouldn't read it just yet because it would be triggering yeah we just wanted you to like yeah we wanted to protect you yeah. basically but I ended up reading it after Remedy came out and I, I'm glad I gave myself time I think I would have been very triggered if I read it straight mm. away but um yeah it was super beautiful and I really just appreciate it like it really I don't know I felt really connected to it yeah. yeah and I think it's beautiful when people share their experiences and struggles and then others can empathize with it and yeah. kind of understand it through their perspective. I also just love when you think stuff, but you can't say it. And then someone else says it for you mm. in a beautiful way. And you're just like, and you're like this drops. right here. Yeah. This is it. Yes, <laughs> This is the one. Um, did you have a piece that you wanted to highlight? I was going to talk about I Am Home. Yes, by so. Pragya. Yeah. She's an international student. She is. And I thought her poem was simple and beautiful. She was basically mm. exploring the content, the context of being homesick in a foreign country, but kind of relating to others around her through our shared experiences and just humanity. And I thought that was really interesting. And I'm sure a lot of students can relate to it, like international students, especially during a time where you can't go back Mm. because of all the restrictions. Mm. I thought it fit perfectly with Remedy. And yeah, yeah, you should read it, guys. Uh, Another thing in Remedy that I really wanted to highlight was one of the Amplify pieces was the UTS fashion piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you guys haven't seen it yet... It's a showcase piece. Yeah. It's about how 
um, last year. Yeah. Yeah. It's about how last year the fashion show was cancelled for the design architecture and building faculty. So for fashion students. Yeah. And I guess the fashion show is a big part of their studies. It's the biggest event as well, I think, in that faculty. And... um, we got some statements from three stu- fashion students, mm-hmm. Alyssa Sun, Sally Jackson, and Gisela Candy. Mm-hmm. And please check out the piece. Their work is amazing. It's showcased in the magazine. Um, Alyssa yeah. had 80s, 90s fetish wear. Oh, my God. I was obsessed, obsessed with that. Obsessed with the vibe. I'm yeah. like, can I contact her and uh, get those pieces? Yeah, can I, can I get like a custom Can I made? commission you, please? Yeah. <laughs> For Halloween or yeah. just like on a day out. Yeah, it's it's actually incredible how much talent we have at our exactly. university. Yeah. Through the our STEM students, through fashion, through our design students, communications. Yeah. Like there's just so much talent and I'm just in awe. Yeah, and um, Sally Jackson had unique and sustainable couture fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, it was all like upcycled vintage material. Mm-hmm. It was so beautiful. And um, Gisela had um, deviant dress so she was exploring how society um, prioritizes or like favors passivity over like authentic self-expression and um yeah they were all super beautiful super beautiful but what i wanted to emphasize about the piece was that um obviously they were so shocked and upset about the cancellation Mm -hmm. of the fashion show but they were also really um grateful about how the community just came together and really helped them and um Mm. they got a really great um unforgettable experience by just banding together and going through it together and um despite the ups and downs despite the fashion show being cancelled it's great that they still had a rewarding experience yeah and er and they talked about how the faculty still helped them to the best of their ability Mm. and Mm. to still um work on themselves and their work yeah for sure I guess it would affect the staff as well because these tutors and experts and academics are helping students Mm. do the best they can and when something like a showcase gets cancelled it's unfortunate for both staff and students who want to see the pieces celebrated yeah so So yeah touching to see you know people band together and Mm. get through it I remember like when I was an exec last year I was an events director, which... Mm, That is hectic. I was... Yeah, like, it just sounds... It's just, like, another name for jobless during (laughs) lockdown. And um, I really did appreciate my team for just being there and, like, getting through it together. And we did have our wins and stuff, which seemed, like, way more meaningful because all the odds... When all the odds are against you and you still get a win... It's kind of beautiful. Yeah. yeah. You're like, how did that happen? Yeah. I manifested it. Love you guys. <laughs> Love you, UTS. Yeah. Shall we move on to our third section of the podcast, which yeah. is about the healing, healing aspect, and we'll yeah. go through some remedy interpretations and kind of dissect more issues when it comes to healing. Now, we were in contact with the UTS Psychology Clinic. It's basically a clinic where psychology students um, act under professionals and students can go to them um, 
and they offer psychological services to students and staff and the wider UTS community at a very low cost. I personally go to therapy there and it's only twelve fifty a session, which is a very big bargain. I think a big win. Go to That's literally what I was about to yes. say. I think everyone should go to therapy. Everyone needs it. Like Yes. I love my friends and I know destigmatize therapy. Yeah, because I everyone I know, like mm-hmm. I don't know anyone who wouldn't benefit or like doesn't need therapy. Exactly. And some people need it a bit more than others. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a fact. Yeah. And that's okay. Like it's like going yeah. to the dentist or like it no, should, for it should sure. be like that. Or like I don't know, yeah, yeah, it's very rewarding and it can honestly be life-changing. Mm. Um, if you're in like a mental health rut and you need professional guidance to get you back to your normal self, I think therapy is amazing. Or if you're feeling overwhelmed with uni studies or just need yeah. some advice on how to get your life back together. Yeah, or like just yeah. working on your relationships. Exactly. Not necessarily even with people, just with your own habits and things yeah. like that. Your inner voice, your yeah. demons. Your internal monologue. Yeah. Because that can be your worst demon. Yeah. Um, For sure. Have you seen that meme where it's like, um, I'm going to ask every man I date if they went to therapy and if they haven't, it's like, bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, and I love the memes where it's showing you like an amazing like futuristic society and it's like if dads went to therapy yes. society. I don't know if this is controversial probably, but I think um, mental health care mm. is super westernized. Yes. Because, you know, in like Asian culture, it just doesn't exist. It's yeah. not a thing. It's so like, um, yeah, I found it really hard when I was going through mental stuff in high school to like mm. tell my parents, I actually no, just sure. felt guilty for going through it. Cause That's I know literally yeah. what my poem was about. Yeah, cause yes. I, cause I know my parents would be like, what the hell we give you everything. What do you have to be yeah. sad about? Oh, I feel like they pull the classic. We've been through worse so you can handle whatever you're yeah. going through now. But like for me, I felt guilty cause I knew my parents did go through worse. Like yeah. they did. So I'm like, but I, but it took me a while to realize they probably did go through their own stuff. Mm. They just weren't open about it. So yeah, a couple of years ago, I opened up to my mom about it. And then she gave the typical reaction. She was like, um, what? Yeah. I said about what? Like, what could you po- like, what could possibly yeah. get you that down in the dumps? You kind of have to grow thick skin. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I talked to her and then like, it, it was an ongoing conversation. It yeah. wasn't just one sitting, but I was like, mom you clearly went through depression like during this this and this like how like and don't deny yourself don't deny it and like she was like yeah Mm. you know what I did and she became way more open about it and now I feel like I could tell her whenever because it took a while for her to get there but she's here now and I'm so grateful Mm. for it because now I know that if I go through something yeah yeah because sometimes like I know that my parents aren't going to learn about mental health care through society they got to they're going to be exposed to it no, through me. No, for sure. It has yes. to be me. I have to be the channel. And I don't mind if it means that we're all going to be healthier as a yeah. family. 
if you think about it, they're probably in their own little echo chambers with their of family, course, friends, yeah. their age and their generation. Yeah. I've been really honest with my mom and open. Yeah. She knows I go to therapy and sometimes she asks me what I've discussed. And mm. yeah, it's gotten to a point where I am comfortable opening up to my mom about these things. But as you mentioned, and I relate to it, it is hard at the start when you have that initial conversation yeah. being like, hey, I'm not okay but you don't have to be worried about it. But I just want you to know I'm not okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess the takeaway from that is go to therapy. Yeah. It'll change your life. Um, but yeah, as I was saying, we were in contact with one of the professionals at the UTS Psychology Training Clinic. Because when it comes to healing, the first step to remedying yourself self can be the hardest um, when you want to pull out of like bad habits or just start implementing new ones, sometimes you do need a little bit of a push. Um, we spoke to Alice Shires, the director of the clinic, to get professional advice on what a good first step might be in the process of healing. So she said, at times of uncertainty, when people feel that their plans are going wrong and they feel unsure of the future, there is a lot of underlying anxiety for most. Most of us have been affected over the last year in some way, either, being, either by being cut off from others or for some young people, it was meant they were unable to gain independence from others as they hoped. For some hardship, loneliness and grief have been very hard hitting. I can say that an important factor for individuals is to connect to others, share problems and share support for others, talk things over with friends or family and make new connections. Also consult and connect with those that can offer, offer assistance if you need. Um, and she said that we have student services and psychological services available to support students at UTS. So yeah, I really love what she said here. And the power of connecting with others mm. can be really beneficial. Um, and as an extroverted individual, as I said before, it really resonates with me. I do charge my energy by being yeah. around other people especially those that I share mutual interests with yeah. or people that inspire me I also think that was a huge thing during COVID like people like on TikTok or whatever like people mm. just talking about their struggles and then everyone going like yep me yeah. too like wow the for you page is really the for you page <laughs> yeah attacking me right now yeah, yeah um, I was actually gonna ask you how does this advice from Alice re resonate with you I think I do that uh I'm kind of half half with like my progress with that I I agree with it 100% because I do feel like when I talk to my friends and stuff it does get better mm -hmm. I just find it really hard to open up about some things mm -hmm. I, I I think I'm someone that appears like an open book I am an open book like I'm pretty like yeah I, I would say you are yeah like you're pretty down to earth and like yeah. you're open <gasps> about what's going on but I guess everyone has those mm. deeper issues that they don't yeah. want to tell anyone yeah I just feel like there's like a metal cage inside all that uh, like <laughs> like within all that fluffy fluffiness oh and so what's I find the key to that metal cage I don't know yet but I'm figuring it out I genuinely have a fear of intimacy and um 
Yeah, I'm unpacking it as we speak. It's a news resolution for 2021. Yeah. So, yeah, I I do agree with what Alice said. I I think that but I think it's it's not just like a um overnight type of thing. No. Healing isn't just a band-aid yeah. over a wound. It's it's hard she, work. Yeah, what she said seems obvious, but mm-hmm. when you try it, it's actually takes so long to get there yeah also vulnerability is so like scary oh my god i i actually (laughs) no i literally had this discussion again with my therapist yesterday Mm. where i was like i find it very hard to be vulnerable with others Mm. obviously i can connect to them on certain levels and most my friendships i am open about things but being vulnerable, especially with men, mm. I find personally, it's so hard. And there's definitely issues, like you said, with your metal cage. Yeah. I can relate to that. Like, I don't open up about everything. Yeah. And there's some things that my therapist was like, oh, you can actually benefit from telling your friends. But I still don't know how to do that. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's different. It's case by case. Mm. But like, yeah, like what Alice said, be like, yeah, ob- you could be like, obviously... But it's so much harder to do than you realize. Yeah. Um, in theory, it mm, sounds good, but yeah. then in practice, it's so hard. It's so hard to do. Like, I, I, I can't say that I do it per- effectively or perfectly, but all I can say is that I'm trying. And that's what matters. Yeah. And on that note, I actually wanted to say, I feel like remedy can be misinterpreted in the sense that if you have something and it's bad to just like save it and keep working on it until it's something that you like but you were talking about this earlier and Mm. you were like some things you just got to cut off you just I am the queen of blocking you should see my block list you are so I'm cutthroat guys I'm an Aries so I have to repeat myself I was gonna (laughs) say this I was like you seem so like sweet and stuff and you are but you're actually (laughs) so cutthroat you're a drill sergeant yeah it's because I don't have time for anything or any of the bad energy I think for me it might even be because I'm an avoidant anxious (laughs) attachment type so that's why I like cut things off but for me it's just easier to nip it in the butt before it kind of in the butt in the butt Butt. (laughs) in the butt Um, that too too, guys um but yeah I think a big part of remedying for me is leaving situations and environments and people and thoughts that Mm. no longer serve you because personally if I kind of replay moments of failure or mistakes Mm. or stay with people who hurt me it's kind of really not helping me heal and I need to move Mm. on from that otherwise I will be spiraling like I need to pull myself out of that and yeah I like to block people (laughs) (laughs) um and when I say that I don't just block anyone obviously but like if you've really hurt me or you're a racist or a homophobe or someone that just doesn't serve a purpose in my life in a positive way then I don't have time for you. And some people just flat out don't have a purpose mm. at all. They're just there to ruin your life. They just no, like, <laughs> but okay, like there are people that are obviously like if they're toxic, cut yeah. them out. But also, like, disclaimer: I feel like they might have purpose to other people, but yeah. there are certain people in your life that come into yeah. your life that don't serve a purpose for you. Yeah, yeah. and but like I also want to be like, there are some people that. Uh, feel safe 
and they feel mm. comfortable. But that's the best feeling. But I just feel like we should normalize going for something better. Mm. Don't settle. Don't settle. Like I, I cannot, don't date nice guys or nice people just because they're nice or just because they feel comfortable. Because even like some people be like, "Are you really exposing me right now?" <laughs> but some people will be like, "Oh, like that's all I know. Like that's like they're all I know, or whatever." And I'm like, just because that's all you know doesn't mean that's all there is. Yeah, and, and you might be blocking blessings that are yeah, going to come your way because you're just stuck with this person that no longer serves you, but you're just there out of familiarity yeah. and yeah. comfortableness. Yeah. You For know, what? What is the reason? Life is long. Like, mediocrity will be get boring. Yeah. And then the trauma will come. <laughs> trauma always follows mediocrity. Yeah. <laughs> <And> Quote Alice. <laughs> Yeah, I just feel like you should normalize outgrowing people. I was talking about this with my um, yeah. friend Krishma, who was in the 2020 team. But mm. it should be normalized to outgrow people. Like, mm. it's not because you had a big fight or anything, but you just outgrew each other, which is normal. Like, n- relationships aren't meant to last forever. Mm. Like, some, some of them do, which is great. Mm. And if they do, that's great. Can't relate. But sometimes they just don't. And that's okay as well because yeah. maybe there's better suited stuff down the yeah. line for you. And mm. sometimes you need to accept that and move on. And I know that is so difficult. Yeah, and it's so hard. Yeah. I mean, we're talking right now. like, yeah. And in theory, again, it sounds easy. But yeah. when you're actually doing these things in practice, it is quite hard. It's so. all these things, they just sound so obvious. Like, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But I'm out here being a culprit of all the things I'm telling yeah. myself not Guys, to do. Guys, we are clowns. I'm telling you to cut off people, but I've definitely let people stay in my life too I've, long. I've definitely settled far too many times. <laughs> yeah, so don't come at us for being yeah. hypocrites. Um, yeah, can we just talk about also on the topic of spirituality mm. and like healing, mm. how some influences on TikTok are appropriating spirituality? It's not even just influences. I just feel like it's also corporate organizations. No, for sure. White people in general. In general. <laughs> um, yeah, I have it down here. The dictionary definition of cultural appropriation is the act of adopting elements of an outside, often minority culture, including knowledge, practices and symbols mm. without understanding or respecting the original culture and context. And I feel like influences and people in general are capitalizing spirituality um for example on tiktok people are investing in crystals plants herbs oracle decks energy clearing sprays to name a few and they forget they're forgetting to ask important questions to themselves of like where did this idea originate from like what is this or even when they're purchasing these things where were these crystals mined or sourced from? Were they ethically sourced? Are they even real? Am I buying from a reputable source? And am I supporting local independent suppliers, not just big corporations? So, yeah, I want to acknowledge that there is no ethical consumption under capitalism because there's obviously chains of exploitation somewhere along the line. This does not mean that you can't intentionally support local and more ethical ways of resourcing goods and services. So there's no excuse, really. 
And because all these like white influencers, they're just selling it to other white people at a premium mm. instead of, you know, like uplifting the cultures where the stuff that they're getting their content from originated. Exactly. And not crediting that. And I guess coming off that is also the toxic positivity trend that has been Uh, coming through on social media. And I noticed this a lot last year. There were all these posts being like, keep going, like you're going to be okay. Like everything's rainbow and sunshine. And I think that's such a problematic way of approaching issues and mental health Um, because it's yeah it's okay to cry it's okay to be down in the dumps I think the toxic positivity just skips over that acknowledgement um, Mm. step that we talked about earlier it's just straight to the like to the destination which isn't what healing is healing is isn't it's a journey it's a journey it's the hard part yeah which yeah and like it's not it doesn't serve you to skip that bit yeah and i'm sorry to say but your fake happy vibes are ruining your life yeah it's literally sis feel it cry it out (laughs) go into the shower let the tears flow cry on your friend's shoulder just let it out and i guess that kind of wraps up that segment for us and before we go let's quickly talk about our upcoming issue glitch Glitch. I'm so, so excited. excited. Yeah, so it's basically as techy as it sounds. Um, we're seeking thoughts on all things digital, computerized, new age, electronic, futuristic, and social media. So when does art meet technology? How has the online world seeped into our 4D lives? Are you finding glitches within yourself? How much has the internet shaped who you are? And will you be able to cover your tracks? While submissions are now closed for Glitch, it was actually closed very recently, you can still keep up to date with when it will be released through our Instagram at UTS Vertigo. Follow us on there, obviously, and follow us on Spotify too. We've Please. got some hot playlists, another one coming up. And you can find out more about episodes. Pop, yeah, our podcast. Yeah. Um, and don't miss out on our next episode, of course. Yeah. episode. So exciting. That interesting. The tea, the spice. The tea. Yeah, the spice. The cyber club <laughs> spice. Yeah. Um, also, before we go, we mm-hmm. just want to say... That Alice and I are just students like yeah, yourself. Yeah, we're just uni students <laughs> like yourself. We're not gurus yeah. or anything. No. We're so just vibing. We're just vibing. We're just chatting to each other, just chilling. Um, so, yeah. Thank you if you've for listened all us. the way. <laughs> yeah, and thanks for joining us. If you've made it this far, mm. you're a legend. Yes. Um, yeah, you'll catch us on our next episode. We're also looking forward to what feedback you have with us. Yeah. Your engagement with this conversation yeah talk to us dm us on instagram approach us at uni if you see us around yeah we promise we won't bite we're actually super nice are we no (laughs) (laughs) no we are we're sweet and spicy yes (laughs) a good mix but anyways we will catch you guys later in the next episode Bye. bye This podcast was recorded on Gadigal land and Vertigo would like to pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. This episode was recorded by Alice Wynn and Savin Pakbas and edited by me, Erin Ewan. Our intro and outro music is Blossom by Lakey Inspired. You can find a link to their Spotify in the description. You'll also find our socials there. So if you want to support Vertigo, chuck us a follow. Bye.